Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Harinam Chintamani. This is episode 5 and we are in the chapter 5 of this book and this is about the second offense against the chanting of the holy name which is to consider the demigods equal to or independent of Krishna. So, um, we will say our Mangalacharan prayers and invoke the blessings of Srila Prabhupada, Bhaktivinoda Thakur and the entire parampara and then we will begin our discussion. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupaha Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantitam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapada Kamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitamdam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha he Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhyayevacha Patitanam Pavane Bhyo Vaishnave Bhyo Namon Namaha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So this is the fifth episode of Harinam Chintamani and today we will be discussing the second verse against the holy name against chanting the holy name <coughs> which is to consider the demigods independent of Krishna. The other meaning of this offense is to consider the names, forms, pastimes, uh, everything to be separate from Krishna. Krishna's form and Krishna's name, qualities, pastimes, entourage, everything is non-different. But to consider them separate, that is also an offense. So two, two meanings are there for this. and. Uh, it looks like I haven't actually gone through this chapter. I'll be going through it through this chapter with you now. So, from the heading of the chapter, it looks like Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur explained the particular meaning where it says that it, to consider them, consider the holy name to be independent or the demigods to be independent of Krishna. Alright, so Jayagadadhar Prana Janava Jeevan. Shri Jaya Sita Nath Jaya Gaurabhaktagan Harida spoke with folded hands. Now hear about the second offense, O Lord of the Universe. First he clarified the position of Vishnu. 
um, so to establish this as an offense first of all there has the positions of vishnu and the demigods have to be understood so that is what he's doing right now vishnu is the supreme principle not subject to the duality of the material world he is a form full of consciousness and knowledge existing eternally beyond the modes of material nature although being the absolute controller of the material world <coughs> krishna in goloka is or is the original and supreme vishnu form being ornamented with 64 transcendental qualities to enhance is his blissful activities by which he performs his activities the purusha avatars and other plenary avatars all possess these 60 qualities in order to carry out their function so krishna has 64 qualities and narayana and all his plenary expansions have 60 qualities um and lord shiva has 55 qualities and the living entities have a maximum of 50 qualities and to the fullest degree that is exhibited in brahma and we have all the 50 qualities in minute quantities all the rest of the jeevas krishna expands as two types of conscious particles the first is the ordinary jeeva who has 50 qualities to some degree the second are the demigods who have the same 50 qualities but to a greater degree so here there is division between the de- humans and the demigods not humans and demigods uh, but all the other living entities compared to the demigods so ba- basically there are 8.4 million species of life and 400000 only are among the human species and the rest 8 million are subhuman species animals insects birds trees like that fish now in this 400000 some of them are actually demigods okay and the demigods are m- much higher grade human beings so they are classified as separate from the the others the ordinary human beings and the rest of the animals and all the subhuman species why here it is explained clearly there is a clear distinction is being made between krishna and the demigods so krishna krishna's expansions narayana has 60 qualities but the jiva has 50 qualities and ordinary jivas have them to a much lesser degree whereas the demigods have the same ones to a greater degree that's all so they are actually ordinary jivas so that is being established here in addition shiva possesses five more qualities vishnu has all these qualities plus five more which are not found in other living entities in this way we can see that vishnu or narayana with 60 qualities is the lord and shiva and the demigods are his servants greater than the ordinary jivas are the demigods and shiva um greater than the ordinary jivas are the demigods and shiva and greater than shiva is vishnu who is the lord of the jivas and the lord of the demigods therefore whoever considers vishnu on the same level as the demigods is very ignorant some people claim that the brahman without qualities takes on qualities when it expands as brahma vishnu and shiva <coughs> so according to this um, impersonalistic understanding they say that brahman the impersonal brahman when um, he comes into this material world and takes on a form uh, it takes on a form of different living entities sometimes as demigods sometimes as their you know um, living entities or an ordinary human beings and other subhuman species now their understanding is 
um, the sky is one but when there is a pot the sky within the pot is separated from the sky outside but it is still sky but it assumes the shape of this pot inside the pot and according to the size of the pot the sky is of bigger size within the pot if there is a big pot the sky within the pot is big and if there is a small cup and the sky within the pot is small so they say the impersonal is same the brahman is all same but when it takes on this shell of the body which is like the pot the brahman the part of brahman that is contained within that pot is bigger or smaller according to the size of the pot so the demigods are non different from brahman we are also non different from brahman it is just that our covering pots are different sizes that's all hmm this is their explanation mayavadi's explanation but that is nonsense so this is the reason why they say the demigods and krishna are one and we and krishna are also one everything is one krishna is also just one of the uh, is just a bigger pot that's it when he came into this world he was just a much bigger pot than you know us who are like small cups but the brahman inside the sky inside this small pot and big pot is the same and ultimately when the pot is broken it all mixes with the big sky so this is their nonsense understanding um but we are not pots you see um we are not uh, the body does not <laughs> see the brahman is not cleavable there is no the brahman cannot be cut okay so a body cannot cut the brahman into two or oh, brahman inside the pot and brahman outside the pot inside the body and outside the body nainam chindanti shastrani and there is nothing in this world that can cut the spirit so how can the spirit be cut into pieces so this is nonsense philosophy but their understanding is like that and this is why they consider all same so therefore for them it doesn't matter oh whether you serve krishna or whether you serve demigods or whether you serve humanity or whether you serve animals it's all same brahman manav seva madhav seva this is their understanding <coughs> so some people claim that the brahman without qualities takes on qualities when it expands as brahma vishnu and shiva however the conclusion of scripture is that narayana is supreme and is the cause of brahma and shiva whoever rejects vishnu as a supreme controller and takes to worship of demigods falls into the world of illusion other people claim now of course there are so many reference verses for all these claims that are being made here but you know we are expecting that devotees do understand this the session is not to convince the somebody else to become devotee now but for the devotees to strengthen their faith so so if you want to <laughs> of course devotees also strengthen their faith by understanding where the shlokas are i but i expect some of you to i mean most of you to know the basic shlokas that is at least in bhagavad gita where krishna condemns demigod worship and you know 720 721 22 23 and also 923 25 and also 1840 uh, 10 2 10 8 um, so so many things so many verses are there that um, easily show um, and also i think what is the other one um 1813 i think 
so there are so many verses like that no sorry ಎಲ್ one can worship vishnu by worshiping all the demigods so vishnu is all pervading therefore the beggar is also vishnu demigod is also vishnu dog is also vishnu everybody is vishnu so but this is not the ruling in the scriptures rather this type of activity is forbidden by worshiping vishnu all other worship is perfected just as by giving water to the root of a tree the branches become satisfied by worshiping vishnu exclusively all worship is covered this is the very conclusion but unfortunately the fools reject this precept under the influence of mayavadi philosophy the living entities of kaliyuga put vishnu on the same level as the demigods in truth however the demigods give only limited result whereas worship of vishnu yields all results if the materialists can understand this truth they will take to vishnu worship and achieve all results how should a householder in varnashram system act <coughs> generally he, he should give up worrying about inferior obligations and simply worship krishna this is how the all the inferior obli- there are many obligations in grihastha ashram or varnashram system but generally the principle is that you should give up worrying about all the inferior obligations and simply worship krishna in other words in all the samskaras from insemination to funeral rites krishna should be worshiped using appropriate mantras from the vedas and kaliyuga especially is the chanting of the hari krishna mahamantra one should worship the vaishnavas and vishnu directly and worship the forefathers by giving them prasad from vishnu hmm. to directly worship the demigods as the mayavadis do will only shorten one's life wow <laughs> that's <laughs> so if you want to shave off some life shave off some years from your life then you can worship demigods and so the thing that the demigods are independent of vishnu is an offense <coughs> since the demigods take their existence from vishnu in them one cannot find full perfection even the controlling powers of brahma ganesh and surya come from krishna they do not have independent power therefore the grihastha vaishnava should recognize one supreme lord vishnu and regard the demigods as his dependent energies thus the grihastha though following the rules and regulations prescribed in his caste will give up all those rules which include demigod worship aimed at sense gratification and hold firmly to the path of bhakti worshiping him alone in all cases where worship is prescribed so because in in grihastha ashram why this grihastha ashram point was made in this uh, offense regarding this offense is because in uh, grihastha ashram there are many prescribed uh, sacrifices for the demigods the panchasuna yagna is one of them actually <coughs> 
and uh, the pancha panchopasana panchopasana is one of them so all these kind of karmakanda rituals are there in grahastha ashram so what to do with that then if we understand if you are to understand that krishna is the source of the demigods and not equal to them so that's why this is mentioned um in this way the grahastha with his mind fixed on devotion to krishna will perform the samskaras of his caste satisfy the ancestors by vishnu prasad offerings and offer oblations to the demigods by recognizing them as the devotees of krishna and then taking prasad himself he knows that by worshiping krishna and the vaishnava all results are attained thus he always chants the holy name being careful to avoid offenses such as the second aparad now i just want to add a point here um this text i mean seemingly confirms or um, seemingly proposes the grahasthas to also worship the demigods but as parts and parcels of krishna now we have to always give that respect not only to the demigods uh, who are actually great devotees of vishnu but also to the ant whose everybody is a part and parcel of krishna um so definitely because the demigods are um, rendering exceptional service to lord vishnu they have to be given that respect of exalted vaishnavas but that does not mean we start putting their pictures in the altar and then start worshiping them oh prabhu i am just uh, serving vaishnavas because without serving vaishnavas i cannot get krishna so i will worship all these demigods so we cannot do like that so if you remember there is this verse in bhagavatam sarva deva mayo guru um i think 11 17 27 bhagavatam so the guru is a representative of all the demigods anyway and it's not just that oh the demigods are all there when the prabhupada is there not like that we should not worship the devotees should not worship the demigods hmm. because it will eventually lead to um you know mixing of the philosophy and then degenerating into a normal pantheistic model where one worships everybody so sometimes you know like devotees they will have all kinds of speculations oh vaishnavas are actually more merciful than krishna so i am having some problem so the demigods are vaishnavas so they are more merciful than krishna so they will solve my problem because they are more i actually don't want to worship, uh, disturb krishna because you know I, i don't want to disturb him as a devotee i don't want to disturb him for all my material things uh, and but uh, so since um, demigods or vaishnavas you know they will always help no other vaishnavas so i will just ask them so that krishna is not disturbed i want to just pray to him that i want to become his servant but on the side i will just you know uh, you know take some help from the demigods so i mean so many kinds of concoctions can start that is why even though even though rupa goswami prescribed in the bhakti rasamrita sindhu that devotees should worship uh, ganesh before worshiping krishna so that ganesh will take out all the obstacles in one's devotional service to krishna it is actually a spiritual way of worshiping krishna uh, ganesh requesting his favor to uh, help us in our devotional service just like the gopis also prayed to katyayani vrata i mean katyayani they did the katyayani vrata um praying to durga to give uh, krishna as their husband patim me kurute namaha so you know nanda gopasutam devi patim me kurute namaha So they said, please give the Nandagopa Sutam, the Nanda Maharaj's son as our husband. So they were praying to the demigods for Krishna, I mean for their devotional service to Krishna. So that's different. 
now we may start off like that but it may end up somewhere else and because of our past habits so seeing all these things uh, we have to understand these instructions through shri prabhupada so we should not make the mistake that oh bhaktivana thakur said actually what bhaktivana thakur meant we we don't understand we will oh yeah he looks like you know we, we can do the all kinds of uh, seemingly karma kanda uh, stuff um we can do yes but how to do we have to learn from shri prabhupada uh, not karma kanda stuff like offering to you know the four fathers actually for the devotee there is no need but sometimes because of the family pressure there has to be done some kind of ceremony at least you know so what to be done uh, this is how it is to be done offer to krishna and then the prasadam should be offered to the 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 departed soul so in that way and the demigods one you know one should always you know remember the verses of the brahma samhita which has so many verses regarding the demigods as servants of krishna so in that way one can always chant brahma samhita verses hmm. then one is all automatically respecting all demigods uh, but just by chanting hare krishna itself one should understand that one is already uh, respecting all living entities not to what to speak of you know demigods and one should not be too too much concerned about worshiping them for what what do we want from them if you want anything material that's not good and even if you want anything material we should go to krishna akamo karma uh, what is that akam uh, some, what is that akamo va sarva kamo va moksha kamo udardhi akama sarva kamo va moksha kamo udardhi tivrena bhakti yogena yajeta purusha param whether we are full of desires or no desires or desiring liberation or whatever is our situation we have to only worship krishna for that he will not be disturbed it is not that you can disturb krishna we will be disturbed because what is disturbance i am doing one thing you are disturbing me and you know do I means diverting my attention to something else that is disturbance but krishna is not like us now we he can he can focus on this he can focus on a trillion things at once he can focus on innumerable things at once he is personally looking taking care of every single living entity and how many living entities are there hmm and every living entity especially when a devotee prays to krishna he feels personal connection with krishna hmm so how is this possible how is he personally engaging with everyone it's not that he is engaging here and he cannot engage there we know the past time in dwarka where he was in the all the 16108 palaces at once there's nothing wonderful for krishna because he's already there in millions and trillions of hearts of every single living entity so what is the difficulty for him to live in 16108 palaces at once so and doing different things at the same time so he is akuntha medhasa ah that means he does not there is no limit to his brain not like ours because we have a limit that's why we are disturbed our attention is diverted from one thing to another but if for krishna his attention is fully here and fully here and fully here and fully here everywhere sarvatah pani padam tat sarvatoksha shiro mukham sarvata shrutimalloke sarvama avritya tishthati everywhere his eyes ears and everything he is hearing everything not that he is hearing one thing and he cannot hear the other thing uh, no he can hear everything clearly what is in our mind he can hear uh, so krishna will never be disturbed don't worry uh, this is all uh, excuse to do demigod worship so there will be so many excuses like that so we should know how to apply all these things from our guru shila prabhupada of course bhaktivinoda thakur also means that way like what prabhupada mon what prabhupada is saying 
but sometimes we misunderstand so he knows that by worshiping krishna and the vaishnava all results are attained thus he always chants the holy name being careful to avoid offenses such as the second aparad the question may arise why one should follow the varnashram system at all the answer is that everyone who has taken human birth must follow this system by this scientific arrangement of society the general masses of people can attain to their full capacity according to their individual nature and gradually attaining devotion to krishna those outside the varnashram system should be made to give up all bad habits and begin practicing as shudras <laughs> they should first of all give up their bad habits and begin as shudras Uh, this must be the path for civilized society to uh, civilized society to carry on life but of course prabhupada is making them into brahmanas uh, of course that is when a person accepts devotional activity then he is more than because he is vaishnava more than brahmana but now um a person who is not vaishnava then he has to be given up i mean he has to give up bad habits and at least start a shudra in, in the varnashram system hmm. The worship of Krishna is an essential part of the Varnashram system. Samsiddhim Haridoshanam. So, the whole point of Varnashram system is to uh, satisfy Hari, Krishna. The worship of Krishna is an essential part of the Varnashram system. If the four Varnas carry out life according to the rules of their particular caste but do not worship Krishna, they simply go to hell. That is stated in the 11.5.3 of Srimad Bhagavatam. Yaesham Purusham Sakshat Atma Prabhavamishwaram ृहस्थमस्टिकुलर्ण in performing his worldly activities of raising family and relating with the rest of society but at the same time according to his means he must worship krishna and he must respect and follow these rules as long as he has not come to the platform where the rules hamper his progress in worshiping krishna this is important now this is an ordinary grihastha not those who are not really devotees yet see um so here it is mentioned let's read that again um particularly the grihastha must follow the rules of his varna in performing his worldly activities of raising family and relating with the rest of society but at the same time according to his means he must worship krishna and he must respect and follow these rules as long as he has not come to the platform where the rules hamper his progress in worshiping krishna this is the platform technically known as bhava so at bhava stage is like you know Uh, Madhavendra Puri has written, right? You remember? Yadavadhi mama cheta Krishna pada ravinde. No, that is Yamuna Chari. This is different. Sandhya vandana bhadramastu bhavato bhosnana tubhyam namo bhodeva bitarascatar panavidho naham shama shamyatam. यत्रक्वापि 
O bathing, I offer my obeisances to, unto you. O demigods, O forefathers, please excuse me for my inability to offer you my respects. Now, wherever I sit, I can remember the great descendant of the Yadu dynasty, Krishna, the enemy of Kamsa, and thereby I can free myself from all sinful bondage. I think this is sufficient for me. So, when one realizes this, then one doesn't have to follow anymore. So, it will become actually an impediment. It will become a waste of time uh, doing that. Because he has already understood and he is already on this level where just service to Krishna is a real deal. So, by good fortune, we are introduced to, the, to the, the principle of devotional service in a way where we naturally engage ourselves in so many activities related to Krishna. And we have, at least, even even those devotees, I mean, who are, as we are on the even, you know, Bhakta Dhamma platform, third class devotee platform, we still have, you know, by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada, some attraction for this process. And that's why we are taking to it. Otherwise, we will. Nobody is like paying us to take to this process, right? In fact, we are offering our services. We are offering our money. We are offering our time uh, for Krishna. Why? And sometimes gets chastised also. <laughs> so, so why are we still sticking on to this? Uh, because there is some rasa. There is some bhava. There is some. At least, it's not to the level of like, you know, high stage bhava of like Radharani or what. But it, it is the beginning of bhava. Hmm. Right. It's a minute quantity, but still it is there. Otherwise, we will not stick to this. There is some rasa involved, right? Mellow. So, um, by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada, we are introduced to the system where we are given a plethora of activities, a whole range of activities in Krishna's service. Krishnarthya Akhila Cheshta. So, where, would, where do we have time to offer, you know, forefather, pindadan, or, you know, some demigod worship? Some this and that, karmakanda, panchasuna yajna, panchopasana, and all, when we don't have time. And it's not necessary also. Hmm. In that state, so, so when we come to that, the rules hamper the progress. So that is called niyamagraha. Following too many rules and regulations that are not needed actually. Hmm. The essence must be followed. When one has not understood the essence, yes, okay, then the other. Things are there to just guide one slowly to this point. But one, once one has reached this stage of devotional service, there is no need to do anything else. In that state, the jiva develops sadhana bhakti. You see, this is sadhana bhakti. It's not talking about very high-grade bhava. This is, in that state, the jiva develops sadhana bhakti, in which the inspiration to perform devotional activities comes directly from the taste experienced by the pure jiva. Very nice to explain. This goal will, will eventually be achieved by the Grahastha Vaishnava who accepts Vishnu as Supreme. Hmm. So, Sadhana Bhakti, when one starts, automatically one can give up all the other. So, those Karmakanda things are only essential as long as we have not taken to the Sadhana Bhakti platform yet. Once we have taken up, then it's no more needed. There is one other offense derived from not accepting Vishnu as a Supreme, one without a second or Advayatattva. Being the Advaya Tattva, Vishnu, his inconceivable energies possesses inherently name, form and qualities which cannot be considered separate from him. So, this is the other meaning of the second offense. I don't know if you, have, if you remember. Let me remind you of this. CC. Ah, there, there are two meanings to the second offense. Uh, you know, every time in, in the morning when we 
remind ourselves of the offenses we only say the f- one meaning one of those meanings but there are two meanings so this is the second the second nama parad described is described as follows shivasya shri shivasya shri vishnu yaiha guna namadi sakalam dhiya bhinnam pashye sakalo hari nama hitakaraha so shivasya and shri vishnu yaiha guna namadi sakalam dhiya bhinnam so either shiva and vishnu if if we consider them as separate in the sense that shiva is independent of vishnu um then that is a, that is an offense but the other one is shivasya shiva also means auspicious shivasya shri vishnu so the shri vishnu shri vishnu's auspicious guna namaadi sakalam auspicious um, qualities name form past times and everything dhiya bhinnam dhiya means to consider um, and bhinnam means separate so the auspicious qualities of uh, qualities name and past times and entourage of vishnu if you consider them separate from vishnu not, uh, not accepting them as non different there is an offense so two meanings okay so that's why advaya what is this Hmm. <coughs> so there is another there is one other offense derived from not accepting vishnu as the supreme one without a second or advaya tattva hmm this is actually a very important thing the, the, i don't know if you have noticed something in the sentence it just i just realized something else so this is interesting see the, the one meaning is the demigods and krishna to consider them equal that is offense right so to consider the demigods as powerful as krishna is an offense or the other meaning is when you consider them equal krishna is as less powerful as demigods so what is the difference between the demigods and krishna so any living entity in this material world there is duality dvaya so our soul and our body are different our name and the soul is different right this the name is attached to this body but the soul is different from the name and form and everything so there is a difference between the name and the, I mean the person and the name and form and everything in this material world so there is a duality water substance and water name is different i cannot get the um, benefit of drinking water by chanting the name water so um but in the spiritual world it is advaya it is non different krishna and his name are non different so that is transcendental situation where krishna and his name are all non different but if we consider them as different that means we are accepting him as one of the conditioned living entities like dvaya and not advaya tattva so to consider when we consider krishna as equal to the demigods so they are also having the same duality conception I mean, he is also having the same duality conception that um his name himself and all is different 
That means he has a material body. Mm, this is very subtle actually. This is very profound. The connection between the two meanings is here. That if we consider Krishna as one of the demigods, we will be considering him as a, um, a conditioned soul in this material world. And that is offense. But it also means that we will separate the mean uh, um, when we separate himself and his name and form and everything it implicitly means that we are accepting him as one of the um, conditioned souls in this material world so wow how many of us even realize i mean <coughs> krishna and his name are non-different we, i mean we, we accepted it on as theoretically but if we really really realize it we will be unflinchingly chanting, always chanting, right? Like Haridas Thakur. <coughs> Why would we want to be separate from Krishna? But we have now, of course, not reached that stage. That means we have this problem of where... That, that's, why we, we, <laughs> that's why it is an offensive stage of chanting. Sometimes we think, oh, I'm not committing that offense. So considering them independent and all that, okay, I'm not, cons- I'm not doing that offense. But you see how subtle this is? Hmm... This is why this is Nama Prad stage that we're doing and how elevated the stage of Nama Bhas is where one does not do this mistake. Hmm. Wow. That's a very good insight. <coughs> so, we'll read that again. There is one other offense derived from not accepting Vishnu as a Supreme. It is derived from the same thing. Uh, one without a second or Advaya Tattva. Being the Advaya Tattva, Vishnu or um, Vishnu by his inconceivable energies possesses inherently name, form um, and, and qualities which cannot be considered separate from him. To consider the name etc. as different from the Lord is to consider the Lord and the name on a material level. This is exactly what I was saying. This concept of duality is offensive. At the stage of Nama Bhas, one may hold this conception unconsciously from lack of knowledge or faith. Hmm. That means in the Nama Bhas also this kind of conception is there. <coughs> But it is impossible to hold this conception at the stage of Prema. Look at that. That means only when, in other words, only when one has attained Prema, can one fully understand that Krishna and his name are absolutely non-different. Hmm. One can realize this. But at this point, we are, we are officially accepting it, but we have not realized it. Hmm. This anartha can be removed by the mercy of the bona fide guru who will guide the practitioner in sadhana bhakti so that the shuddha naam, the pure name is revealed. So this is why we have to... So how how the mercy of guru will come? See, the mercy of guru, for example, Srila Prabhupada's mercy is always accessible. It's not that his mercy is locked up somewhere and, you know, it's not accessible. It is accessible always. But the problem always is with us. We don't want to open the door. We want to keep the mercy locked up. We want to keep the mercy locked up. So we have to accept the process given by Srila Prabhupada and that's why we have to read and we have to chant, we have to follow all the rules, we have to work under the guidance of devotees and engage in practical devotional service. All these activities are there and so when when we engage in all these things, then Krishna from inside, he will give us as we are serving more and more the instruction of the spiritual master, the more and more Krishna will give them the knowledge 
ददामि बुद्धि योगम तम तुहु भजताम प्रीति पूर्वकम तेशाम सततयुक्तानाम always they are engaged भजताम प्रीति पूर्वकम they are always engaged in uh, in my devotional service with love and affection uh, then ददामि बुद्धि योगम तम and krishna will be satisfied by that and yenamam upayantite so satatam so satata yuktanam how to be satata yuktanam always engaged in devotional service so the spiritual master gives us a whole range of services because we are not capable enough to chant like haridas thakur uh, so seeing our uh, restless character he has given us multitude of activities in service to krishna so we have to do that we have to do the, all those activities um and in that way we are constantly reminded of krishna even in our restlessness and slowly slowly the mind will become more and more steady hmm and any activity one performs one will deeply be in, involved in it knowing well that this is an offering to krishna hmm addressing krishna personally the deity of krishna and doing some work for krishna it is it's literally the same thing there's no difference there is no advaya uh, i mean it's all advaya that means there is no difference between krishna and his devotional service and the devotional service is also one is cooking one is dressing the deities one is cleaning the floor one is organizing a festival one is building a temple one is you know distributing books one is speaking about krishna all these services are advaya and that also we sometimes don't realize we think oh how why i should wash the uh, pots uh, why he is uh, managing the temple are there is no difference there is no difference uh, the services everything is advaya with krishna so one has to just do whatever service is allotted to him with full attention uh, with full attention doing the best po- with every single attention to detail just like um chaitanya mahaprabhu Uh, with his associates he went to gundicha temple and there is a leela of gundicha Ma- gundicha marjan uh, cleaning the gundicha temple now they uh, they put so much effort in searching out all kinds of dust wherever the dust is wherever there is dirty uh, everything uh, there was a competition who can collect more dust so that means how much attention to detail is required to get out dust from all kinds of nooks and corners of the temple so but what is the big deal in cleaning a temple what is the big uh, you know um um achievement by doing that how does it change the world or what it does because that's where we learn how to do our service attentively whatever small service is given now when there is bigger service there are many things that we can need to give attention to right so if i can't handle a, a, a simple service with full attention to all the details how can i handle any bigger service where attention is to be given to many details and whether bigger service or smaller service according to my capacity whatever i do my best that is always the same like uh, ram uh, lord ramachandra he for him the 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 squirrels throwing some small uh, grains of stone like that and hanuman's throwing big big boulders in constructing the ram setu bridge to lanka were the same for him because according to their capacity they were doing their best 
so we have to do our best whatever is our capacity we have to give it our all um, so then yes dadame buddhi yogam tam yena mam upayantate and as much as we put in our effort that much only he krishna will reveal so if we put little effort then he will reveal little only the ecstasy also one experiences only little the more one engages in the service the more ecstasy he will feel is the difference hmm. and the more we stay away from service the more morose we become as devotees so the more we engage in service the more we will realize the absolute nature of service and krishna and uh, because one when one receives that ecstasy it is the same ecstasy as one when one meets krishna when one is in full krishna consciousness um, busy in serving krishna then he is actually with krishna so there is no difference and one will realize that when he is engaged in such service the more and more we engage the more we receive such inspiration <coughs> by material speculation one can bring about this concept of duality in the lord see by material speculation and it can become a serious offense which is difficult to remove see this is you know is it difficult to remove you know by material speculation one can bring about the concept of duality in the lord and it can become a serious offense which is difficult to remove Thus, in the case of the Mayavadis, holding to this concept is an aparad. The Mayavadis claim that the impersonal Brahman is the supreme truth, without variety, character, or energies, without form or beauty, without change or activity, simply pure existence. For them, the name and form of Vishnu are creations of Maya, the material energy of illusion. When a person can overcome illusion, then Vishnu simply merges into the impersonal Brahman. You see, this is their understanding. When a person can overcome illusion, then Vishnu simply merges into the impersonal Brahman, losing individual identity. This is all simply bad logic based on atheism. So, if we do this offense subtly, we are actually tending towards Mayavadi philosophy. How how dangerous this is! You see, how dangerous. Hmm. To claim that the supreme truth is without all inconceivable transcendental energies or is unable to possess character is madness. there may be some confusion of what to call the supreme truth brahman or vishnu but in either case the highest realization must be god with energies and personality that is the vedic conclusion actually vishnu has both features in himself nirvishesha and savishesha without variety and with variety this is possible by the inconceivable power of god the supreme powerful all opposites are assimilated without difficulty by this inconceivable power the supreme one can exist with variety beauty and leela Of course the jiva being naturally of small intelligence as a particle of god cannot fully understand the nature of the lord's inconceivable power in a, in the attempt to establish a concept of the supreme truth by his own intelligence the jiva takes shelter of material logic and accepts the secondary feature of the lord or impersonal brahman which is a state of unity and peace as the supreme so we try to fit the lord into our imagination or our our intellect intellectual capacity and 
we will try to justify okay this this sounds logical so this this will be the explanation so this is wrong he is inconceivable by definition by rejecting the lotus feet of vishnu who is worshipped by the higher beings or demigods and by then being bound up in a state of brahman he cannot distinguish what is good or bad for his own welfare <coughs> so the nirvishesha and savishesha the variety and non variety part uh, i mean aspects of the lord are both true but to say that only nirvishesha is true that is wrong the impersonal the, the light of the lord brahma jyoti is the impersonal aspect so it is we are not the devotee does not deny the impersonal aspect of the lord but to consider it as the ultimate understanding that he rejects you see that he rejects hmm. but a person who can understand that the absolute truth can exist with form and variety in a pure transcendental state can properly see that vishnu his name and qualities are all one and inseparable from him this concept of krishna with personality is actual knowledge with this understanding one can take to chanting the holy name knowing it knowing that it is krishna himself thus one must avoid the offense of thinking materially that vishnu and his name form etc are different and of thinking that other living entities such as the demigods have an existence separate from vishnu so prabhupad gave a very simple example for us to understand how krishna is in his name it's like this you know when we walk in the night or in the day also in the day it is sun in the night it is moon so when we walk it appears that the moon also walks with us or the sun also walks with us because it's not that oh i'm seeing the sun here and then i'm going forward and now i'm seeing the sun there no i'm still seeing the sun here you see usually if it is very near to the, to us um, if it is in front of us and then we walk and then now after some time it will be behind us so the sun is different you know when we are moving the how if we go 1000 kilometers 2000 5000 kilometers the sun is still the same position provided of course we go on the in the proper direction so why is that so so when we walk we already can feel the moon is also kind of walking with us sun is also walking with us so if it is possible for a material object for us to feel a material object in that way why it is not possible for krishna to be with us when we are chanting his name so wherever we are going krishna is with us when we are chanting his name so we should have the conviction that we are chanting krishna's name we are, we are actually with krishna we are actually sitting with krishna hmm you know <coughs> when we really understand this then we will chant with full attention full respect you know like that so we have to be conscious so th- so the reason why we don't take it as seriously because we don't understand because we are committing all these offenses hmm and that's why we are we have taken up the study of harinam chintamani because you know in in great detail he is explaining the all these offenses you see so we can reflect on ourselves so it's to reflect on ourselves this is a tool to reflect on ourselves so thus one must avoid the offense of thinking materially that vishnu and his name form etc are different and of thinking that other living entities such as the demigods have an existence separate from vishnu 
to summarize whoever is solely devoted to krishna simply worships krishna and gives up all other worship he does not criticize the demigods or the scriptures which support the worship of the demigods but respects the demigods as the servants of krishna some scriptures may establish demigods as supreme to establish belief in different categories of human beings in order to raise them through regulation to the point of coming to faith in krishna and bhakti the true vaishnava will see uh, the function of the demigods and their respective scriptures in proper perspective criticism of krishna's servants the demigods is also offensive now in regards to this um now of course we have to respect all the demigods that's that's true but we should not worship him worship them right that is strictly prohibited for vaishnavas nowadays there is one devotee in iskon who is doing videos and vlogs and all that he is uh, clearly chanting har har mahadev om namo shivaya and all this you know jay mata di and all wherever he is going you know he will go to every every kind of place and then he will chant that demigods you know uh, glories so and uh, you know it's it's becoming cheap it's becoming uh, hinduized if at all if he has to glorify he has to clearly explain that they are actually servants and no need to say har har mahadev or what anything we can always say hare krishna and you know we can always chant the brahma samhita shloka shiram yathad adhivikar vishesh yogat sanjayate nahitatah prithagasti heto yasham bhutam api tatha samupaiti karyat govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajam that is proper respect to lord shiva uh, as a vaishnava in relation to krishna this is proper and our consciousness more than anything our consciousness will be clear otherwise we if we if we, if we clear i mean if we make our consciousness muddy with all kinds of conceptions because just by chanting those mantras also our mind will become influenced to think like that hmm. so we we should we should always you know stay on in the lane otherwise we we are <laughs> becoming contaminated krishna how he condemned the demigod worship hritagnana those who have no brain they will they will worship demigods it is said like that krishna is saying like that <laughs> yeah, not no brain he is a little brain you know, should be to be a little bit more uh, um, less harsh so you have brain but little very little brain alpa alpa medhasa so you see so we have to be strict in this regard we should not criticize the demigods we should not hate them we should always seek their blessings uh, whenever we suppose we pass by a demigod temple or anywhere uh, we should always seek their blessings uh, but how to seek ha uh, we have to chant our brahma samhita shlokas that is the safest way that is within our parampara chaitanya mahaprabhu has revealed the brahma samhita for us and those have many verses for brahma for shiva for durga for uh, even vishnu and indra and uh, surya so many demigods uh, are mentioned in the brahma samhita so we have to um, you know um, make use of that and say those prayers standard make it standard Ultimately, always Govindam Adipurusham. Nobody is Adipurusham. Govindam Adipurusham. Tamaham Bhajami. I worship only Govinda. And all these are great devotees of Govinda. 
since it is obligatory for the householder to worship the demigods according to his caste <coughs> he will worship the demigods and forefathers by offering them the remnants uh, from their from their lord krishna so he has to do some you know he is obliged sometimes especially the karmakandis so but they can do it by uh, offering the remnants of the lord to krishna, uh, i mean to those demigods hmm. similarly when the devotee sees the murti of a demigod he will pay respects to the demigod seeing the demigod as a vaishnava however the devotee will not accept the prasad remnants of an offering that a mayavadi has made to vishnu uh, not only vishnu of course demigod worship demigod prasadam we cannot, cannot accept because they are offered in the wrong way in jagannath puri they are offered to jagannath first and then there it is offered to um the demigods and then given out to the public that is different from somebody offering direct to the demigods the pujaris and other temple they just offer direct to the demigods and what are they following even they are for tea and coffee the demigod also won't accept any it's all it's all contaminated even if it is properly given to the demigods it is not in the proper process because a vaishnava only knows how to give to the demigods uh, he because the demigods are devotees so they will only take prasadam actually so they will only take krishna prasadam so they won't accept anything uh, other than krishna prasadam uh, <coughs> so even if a mayavadi has offered something to vishnu we cannot accept Uh, because the mayavadi's chanting and worship are both offensive the lord never accepts his offering that is a point so it is not actually prasad so the lord does not accept also to accept offerings made directly to the demigods is an offense to vishnu and obstructs the path of pure devotional service but by worshiping krishna the real devotee will give the demigods the lord's prasad out of respect such worship and receiving such prasad is not offensive in this way the devotee avoids the second offense in the chanting the name and by continuing the, this process correctly he achieves love of god so in other words when we when we accept demigod prasadam from the demigod temple we are committing the second offense look at this look at this how many angles there are to just this one offense huh. <clears throat> if by accident one should happen to turn from accepting vishnu as supreme one should be repentant and take shelter of vishnu and be careful not to commit the offense again by remembering krishna by remembering his name and chanting his name the offense will disappear hmm. so how to make this disappear by constantly chanting the name papakshayascha bhavati smaratam tam aharnisham nama paradha yuktanam namanyeva harantyagham ayuktan what is that नामान्यघम अविश्रांति अविश्रांतिप्रयुक्ता so how nama paradha yuktanam namanya vaharantyagham avishranti prayuktani tanye vaarthakarani so by constantly if one chants the hari krishna mahamantra offensively one can avoid offenses by continuously chanting without deviation papakshayascha bhavati smaratam tam aharnisham it is there in this verse 
ஸ்ரீ விஸ்வநாத் சக்கரவர்த்தி ஠ாக்கூர் கோட்ஸ் திஸ் வேர்ஸ் ஃப்ரம் பத்மபுரான் ஈவன் இன் த சேம் சேம் வேர்ஸ் ஈவன் இன் த ஃபின் த பிகினிங் த ஒன் சான்ஸ் த ஹரே கிருஷ்ண மந்திரா வித் ஒஃபென்சஸ் ஒன் வில் பிகம் ஃப்ரீ ஃப்ரம் சச் ஒஃபென்சஸ் பை சாண்டிங் அகேன் அண்ட் அகேன் பாபக்ஷயஸ்மர்த்தாந்தமஹர்ஷம் ஒன் பிகம்ஸ் ஃப்ரீ ஃப்ரம் ஆல் சின்ஃபுல் ரியாக்ஷன்ஸ் இஃப் ஒன் சான்ஸ் டே அண்ட் நைட் ஃபாலோயிங் த ரெக்கமெண்டேஷன் ஆஃப் சைதன மகாபிரபு ஸ்கீர்த்தனீயோ சதாஹரி பட் தட் ஆல்சோ வி கெனாட் டூ ப்ராப்பர்லி யூ சி யூ மஸ்ட் ஸ்டாண்ட் ஆஸ் மச் இஸ் பாசிபிள் அண்ட் இஃப் யூ கெனாட் தென் யூ டு ரீட் தென் யூ டு யூ நோ டூ அதர் சர்வீஸ் யூ டு ஆல்வேஸ் பி என்கேஜ் இன் கிருஷ்ணாஸ் கிருஷ்ண கான்ஷியஸ்னஸ் ஸோ வி ஷுட் பி கான்ஷியஸ் ஆஃப் கிருஷ்ணா ஆல் த டைம் வெதர் பை சாண்டிங் வெதர் பை ஒர்க்கிங் ஃபார் ஹிம் வெதர் பை ஹியரிங் அபவுட் ஹிம் வெதர் பை யூ நோ டூயிங் வேரியஸ் டைப்ஸ் ஆஃப் ஒர்க் குக்கிங் ஆர் யூ நோ ரேசிங் ஃபண்ட்ஸ் செல்லிங் புக்ஸ் ஆர்கனைசிங் ஃபெஸ்டிவல்ஸ் டூயிங் ஈவன் அ வெப்சைட் ஃபார் கிருஷ்ணா டூயிங் சோஷியல் மீடியா ஒர்க் ஃபார் கிருஷ்ணா எனி திங் டு ஸ்ப்ரெட் கிருஷ்ணஸ் மெசேஜ் ஸோ எனி திங் கிருஷ்ணஸ் சர்வீஸ் அண்டர் த கைடன்ஸ் ஆஃப் டிவோட்டிஸ் தேட் இஸ் ஆல் ப்ராப்பர் ஆத்தரைஸ்ட் ஸோ இட் பி பேசிகலி வி ஹவ் டு பி கான்ஷியஸ் ஆஃப் கிருஷ்ணா ஆல் த டைம் அண்ட் சர்வீஸ் டு ஹிம் இஸ் த பெஸ்ட் வே by remembering krishna by remembering his name and chanting his name the offense will disappear according to the vedic literature there is no prayaschit or reformatory process or atonement more effective than this this is because the lord is an ocean of mercy and an ocean of forgiveness similarly the devotee also forgives past faults um what was that verse the other day also i showed i again forgot um one should not take to any other process of atonement atonement in the 11th canto what I think it's in 11-20-20-5 ah, 11-20-25 <laughs> what, what a bang on target that was Yadi kuriyat pramadena yogi karma vigarhitam yogi naivada hedam ho ஒன்ஸ் is just repeated chanting repeated more and more chanting hmm. of course if you are not on the level then do everything but it's possible other services and everything possible so haridas concluded one should avoid association with those who worship demigods as supreme see and rather worship the vaishnavas who take krishna as the supreme see one should also avoid association with the demigod worshipers in this way one can avoid the second offense wow 
For one who performs his devotions at the feet of Haridas, the touchstone of the holy name, the name becomes uh, his very life and soul. So that's today's topic. I think um, we will end it right there. And this disregarding the Guru, it's, uh, it's another whole big topic on itself. So we'll do this in the next session. And I will take any questions if you have. Okay, so that's where we will start in the next next session. I think probably only on Wednesday. I don't know if it is possible Monday. I don't know. There's a lot of services actually recently. So I do not know how much time I can spare for this. Actually, I was thinking twice whether I can do it today or not. But I decided, okay, never mind. Even if it's for one hour or something, let me do it. I think it's just one hour. I did only for one hour today. So... Uh, Let me see if there are any questions. Rajeshwari Mataji, I have read in Bhaktira Samrata Sindhu that even Krishna's shade is also not not different from him. (laughs) Krishna's shadow is also not different from Krishna. So... um, Rajeshwari Mataji, <clears throat> Thank you for connecting the word Advaya with our devotional services. How happy we can be when we relate this Advaya Tattva with our Seva. Yeah. Actually. Then we will be automatically more involved and it drives us to become more involved knowing that this is non-different from Krishna and every service is non-different from any other service. It's complete Advaya. That is the real meaning of Sarvam Khalvidam Brahma. So then whatever is services we are given, we will not like, oh, I don't like this service or that service. If it is if it is a service to Krishna, for Krishna's sake, I must do anything. Like gopis, you know, they are prepared to go to hell. Oh, but hell is not convenient for us. You know, they will put us in boiling oil and all that. No, no, no. Whatever. For Krishna, we will go there. And, um, <laughs> and actually, when such a devotee takes in that good spirit, in, in a spirit of complete surrender, the Lord awards him uh, very quickly. I was actually reading, I, I, I will just share something. I was reading a story of a devotee called Mukunda Datta, um, devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, what happened? Uh, let me see if I can take it out quickly. Yeah, it is. In the CC, 17th chapter. This is mentioned. Yes. Okay. So here, <laughs> this is uh, Adilila seventeen dot sixty five. Chapter seventeen sixty five. Mukunda danda prasad khandita tahar chitter sab avasad. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu blessed Mukunda Datta with punishment, blessed him with punishment, and in that way vanquished all his mental depression. <laughs> so, this is what happened. Um, purport Mukunda Datta was once forbidden to enter the association of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 
because of his mixing with the mayavadi impersonalists when lord chaitanya manifested his mahaprakash he actually uh, exhibited his uh, kind of universal form that only some very confidential devotees could see uh, he called all the devotees chaitanya mahaprabhu called all the devotees one after another and blessed them while mukundadatta stood outside the door the devotees informed the lord that mukundadatta was waiting outside but the lord replied i shall not soon be pleased with mukundadatta I shall not soon be pleased with Mukundadatta. For though he explains devotional service among devotees, he then goes to Mayavadis to hear from them the Yoga Vasistha Ramayan, which is full of Mayavad philosophy. So Ramayan, there are many. I think what I have understood is there are three hundred versions of Ramayan are there. So there is some Yoga Vasistha Ramayan where there are you know uh, weird, weird, uh, full of Mayavad philosophy. For this, I am greatly displeased with him. hearing the lord speak in that way mukundadatta standing outside was exceedingly glad <laughs> that the lord would at some time be pleased with him although he was not pleased at that moment you see the lord said i shall not soon be pleased so he did not say i shall not be pleased i shall not soon be pleased so at some time he will be pleased right he was happy <laughs> he was happy like that so you see how devotee took this assessment chaitanya mahaprabhu rejected him you say exceedingly glad that the lord would at some time be pleased with him although he was not pleased at that time but when the lord understood that mukundadatta was going to give up the association of mayavadis for good he was pleased and he at once called to see mukunda thus he delivered him from the association of the mayavadis and gave him the association of pure devotees so immediately he he got the audience of chaitanya mahaprabhu similarly we we know the story of suchi and the muchi the brahmana and the cobbler the cobbler you know he brahmana was puffed up but you know he, vishnu said you have, he has 100 lives cobbler he said oh he has as many lives as the number of leaves on the of the on the banyan tree under which he is sitting and doing his cobbler work and the, the, the brahmana was very uh, angry with him. what 100 lives i am going one life what nonsense you are talking then uh, he said um then for the cobbler it was like Oh, after all these lives, he is ready to accept me. I thought he will never do it, but he is so merciful that he is actually accepting me. So when he ecstatically he danced, then all the leaves fell, and one leaf was remaining. And then after this life, he went back. So when we accept accept the punishment of the Lord as a great blessing, the Lord immediately removes the punishment. But if we think that oh, why the Lord punish me, um, then <laughs> we we need more punishment. <laughs> so i don't know why i went there but um <clears throat> yeah i just wanted to share that divya mata oh this is a brahma samhita recitation yeah we did a video on that one so thank you so much prabhu ji for letting letting us feel krishna's name and form is non different by expand, explaining it more clearly honestly this i am just reading from bhaktivinoda thakur's um harinam chintamani now i'm i don't have any great realizations about the holy name or the krishna or anything like that about devotional service so these these sessions actually help myself i help i do these sessions for selfish reasons to help myself to really strengthen conviction you know so so it is good for my own consciousness so, so i don't come from a place where i am actually instructing all of you or explaining i have revealed to you something which is you know about the holy name i am myself learning here 
so i am a student here i am this part of the screen is the teacher <laughs> this part of the screen this is this is the student part <laughs> together with the comment section <laughs> this part th- this part here this is together with the comment section and this part now th- that is prabhupad and the acharyas explaining that is the real teacher part of this screen <coughs> so yeah so that so prabhu ji are we not supposed to ramayan study ramayan you mean valmiki ramayan is different this is the yoga vasishta ramayan in the midst of mayavadi philosophy we can i mean in the company of devotees is another thing in company of non devotees those who are not in the strict strict standard of devotees we should not really discuss if we need discuss anything we have to explain to them about anyway there are so many prabhupad books you know why ramayan you can i mean for your own knowledge for our own knowledge we can read and understand what is the you know the the, the whole events that happened in ramayan for our own knowledge but uh, valmiki ramayan uh, <coughs> so in that way it is okay but in association of non devotees well no what what are we going to gain from reading in, with them nothing well actually you see what happened to mukunda datta chaitanya mahaprabhu said don't come then when he understood that he was no more going to them okay then you come so all right so i think we'll stop here thank you very much shri bhakti no thakur ki jai harinam chintamani ki jai haridas thakur ki jai chaitanya mahaprabhu ki jai shri prabhu pad ki jai anant kodi vaishnav rind ki jai nitai gaur premanand hari hari bol hare krishna